0: Okay. Now, that's the first reading. We're going to do the second reading. It's a different one.
1: Yeah.
2: That
0: a bit like, hey, <laughs> well, we did pray for him to confound our thoughts or something, so that would do it.
2: <laughs>
0: All right. Okay, so we're doing the Lectio Liberatio. I don't feel like I need to fully introduce the concept at this point. Um, so I'll read it through the first time and then, um, at each pause, we'll ask ask for others to also, uh, to take a turn reading. Um, so our first, uh, thing we're listening for is belong. What is the conflict and or change in the text? Who or what in the text connects to the story of your family or community of origin? All right. This is a reading from the book of Acts, chapter 3, verses 18 through 26. In this way, through Jesus, what God had foretold through all the prophets, women and men alike, that God's Messiah would suffer, God has fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn around that your sins may be wiped out, so that reasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Most High, and that God may send the Messiah appointed for you all, Jesus, whom it is necessary that heaven receive until the time of the restoration of all things that God announced long ago through women and men, God's holy prophets. Indeed, Moses said, the Holy One your God will raise up for you all from his, your own kin a prophet like me. Heed the whole of whatever the prophet speaks to you all. And it will be that everyone who does not listen to that prophet will be utterly rooted out of the people. And all the prophets, male and female, from Samuel and those after him, as many as have spoken, also proclaimed these days, you are the daughters and sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God gave to your mothers and fathers, saying to Abraham, now in your descendants, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. First of all, when God raised up God's child, God sent him to you all to bless you all by turning each of you from your wicked ways. i sit with that for a minute. And our second one is Be Bold. What policies and cultural norms is this text resisting or calling us to resist? And who would like to read? Acts chapter 3, verses 18 through
3: 26. In this way, through Jesus, what God had foretold through all the prophets, women and men alike, that God's Messiah would suffer, God has fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn around that your sins may be wiped out, so that seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Most High, and that God may send the Messiah appointed for you all, Jesus, whom it is necessary that heaven receive until the time of the restoration of all things that God announced long ago through women and men, God's holy prophets. Indeed, Moses said, The Holy One your God will raise up for you will raise up for you all from your own kin a prophet like me. Heed the whole of whatever the prophet speaks to you all. And it will be that everyone who does not listen to that prophet will be utterly rooted out of the people. And all the prophets, male and female, from Samuel and those after him, as many have spoken, also proclaimed these days, You are the daughters and sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God gave to your mothers and fathers, saying to Abraham, now in your descendants, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. First of all, when God raised up God's child, God sent him to you all to bless you all by turning each of you from your wicked ways.
0: We'll sit with that for a minute. Next is become. What vision of healing and liberation does the text call forth? And who would like to read? Book of Acts, chapter
4: three, verses 18 through 26. In this way, through Jesus, what God had foretold through all the prophets, men and women, well, women and men alike, that God's Messiah would suffer, God has fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn around that your sins may be wiped out, so that seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Most High, and that God may send the Messiah appointed for you all, Jesus, whom it is necessary that heaven receive until the time of the restoration of all things, that God announced long ago through women and men, God's holy prophets. Indeed, Moses said, The Holy One your God will raise up for you all from your own kin a prophet like me. Heed the whole of whatever the prophet speaks to you all. And it will be that everyone who does not listen to that prophet will be utterly rooted out of the people. And all the prophets, male and female, from Samuel and those after him, as many as have spoken, also proclaim these days, you are the daughters and sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God gave to your fathers and mothers and fathers, saying to Abraham, now in your descendants, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. First of all, when God raised up God's child, God sent him to you all to bless you all by turning each of you from your wicked ways.
2: All right.
0: What are you what are you hearing? What's percolating up for you this morning?
3: Yeah. No. Ah. Um, um I don't know if this like specifically answers one of these questions, but the the phrase that keeps popping out to me, um, Is in that first paragraph when it talks about repent, therefore, and your sins may so that your sins may be wiped out. Then I like the so that seasons of refreshing may come. Um, I didn't catch that in the first reading, and then when I was reading it out loud, I was like, oh, I there's something about that image that is. I don't know. It's like a, there's like a lightness to it, uh, just. And I like. I know it's quite problematic to take little phrases out and try and make meaning of
1: them, but that that's just what's sticking with me.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that.
1: Um, the I think this two weeks ago we were talking about. Old Testament and and I was just talking about like um just this this idea that's mentioned in verse twenty five of um saying to, uh these are some descendants of the prophets of the covenant of God, covenant of that God gave to your ancestors, Saint Abraham, and in your descendants I don't remember what it says there, but in your descendants all families of the earth shall be blessed. This idea that the purpose of it all was for all all people to be blessed uh it wasn't to just create its oh you know create one people that's connected to god but so that all people will be blessed and so that's kind of that the idea of healing and liberation that the de- text falls for me nice
0: that's a good distinction it's not their your descendants will be blessed in your descendants, all the families of the earth shall be blessed, which is, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good, thank you.
4: Um, yeah, that's on still. I am always struck by something that when this kind of theme comes up um like maybe you know you acted in ignorance, and so did your leaders, mm-hmm. but God fulfilled what he was going to do through your ignorance mm-hmm. and um and that's always such a <sighs> I don't know if it rattles me a little bit or cause you're like me. I'm like, that almost seems like I just look at leaders that I sense leading people down the wrong path. And I'm like, well, I want God to show them this didn't work because you did this wrong. Or <laughs> I, you know, I don't want that lack of grace for my own life or mistakes, but, um, you know, I just, this sense that, and even, even up before we started reading where, people are, you know, coming up to Peter and John astonished. Um, And he says, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us if we did this on our own? And um, like, God said that he was going to do this. And like, they're like, I know, but like, they gave him to Pilate. And like, you you know, all these things like, and he's like, yes, like that. I know you acted in ignorance as did they, you know, but this is how God is fulfilling what he's doing. And I like that kind of God.
3: I feel like that's kind of like uh I totally get that feeling of like well, I feel like that they need to know that what they did was wrong or stupid or whatever <laughs> uh, but I also like when I turn it around and think about towards myself i there is something really um powerful, um really. I don't know what word to use of, of knowing that like, I'm not going to screw this up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, And I don't know. I feel like I may just be like making stuff up here, but there's something to me about that. And like, when I think about when it like the cultural norms, the text resisting, like, there's that, right, of, like, just the, you don't get what you deserve type thing. But also, then, less like, descendants of all families of the earth shall be blessed. So, it's, like, the cultural norm it's resisting is, like, having, like, our in-group and our out-group, like, that type sorting thing. And then, to me, when I think about it, going back again to this, like, seasons of refreshing, like, there is something... And also I'm in Charles book club. So like all this like trauma stuff is like knocking around in my head too. So I'm thinking about like, okay, things were done to you that weren't right, that weren't okay. And they may have been done out of ignorance of just like this sort of like thinking of generational trauma of like this idea of hurt people, hurting people, and that's going on and on and on. But the good news is, is that like that cycle can be stopped and it can be stopped for everybody. And when that happens, this idea of the seasons of refreshing may come like this. Uh, I feel like this is just like word salad right now. Um, uh, just less like there's this, there's this healing. There's. Uh, I don't, again, like to me, it's just this like lightness, this sort of like this weight being lifted, this sense of freedom, like what, what was done to me does not have to define me ways that I, I ways that I used to be. I don't have to always be, um, I don't have to categorize people into groups of people with me or against me. Like, I don't know. I feel like that is very rambling, but that's just kind of what's
1: what I'm thinking of. It doesn't, it doesn't sound rambling to me because I think they're um, talking about like the good news is good news today in, in that it can create those seasons. It's not just good news in the fact that, you know, in the, uh, you're going to go to heaven and spend eternity there. And like, it's, it's good news for, for now. And and that's, that is, that's what that, that's how I heard what you said. <laughs> I hope that's what you're trying to convey.
3: Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, honestly, like, uh, we obviously not here could get into so many thoughts about like, oh uh, the afterlife and all of that. Cause I, I really am not sure what I believe or feel there. But to me, the the good news is like, is right now. Yeah. It's not that at all the good news is that your life sucks and it's terrible, but it's okay. If you believe in God, one day you'll die and you'll go to heaven and it'll be great. <laughs> like, that's not really good news to me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that's all really good. Thank you. Um, For me, what's kicking right in my head is, so I guess to use the framework, like the the statement of belonging there is this idea that we are sons and daughters of the prophets and of the covenant, right? Um, Grafted in or otherwise. Um, And Then that statement there at the end that we had already talked about, about how we're the ones that are supposed to be blessing all of the families of the earth, or through us, all the families of the earth should be blessed, right? We're those descendants. And, I don't know, I'm, I'm, in, in a, in a, in the past, I would have said, that means that we need to, that there would have been an evangelistic take on that. I'll just say it that way. Right. We need to get more people in, or we need to start more things out there that bring more people in and, and all of that. Um, I don't know. I, I've been thinking about, I'm thinking about this community a lot. Um, and an analogy that I've been reaching for is our, which is not an analogy I like to use when talking about faith community, but <laughs> in, in the business world, there are a lot of, a lot of companies, they start doing a thing and they're successful. And so they expand to do more of it and then they expand and that, that goal is to eliminate all of your competition through either putting them out of business or acquiring them until you are the only one doing the thing. Like the goal is monopoly. Um, and so it's this aggressive focus on growth. We need to get more people to do this thing. We need to make it easier to do this thing. We need to do more of it. We need to, what are they doing over there? Because it's working for them. Let's do that over there so that we can do that so that we can get there too. Um, and what not all the time. What happens a lot of times is that these companies lose sight of what they were originally started to do. Um, they no longer do the thing that they did originally because they're just a money-making machine right now. And the goal is to win, and it's like, I don't, you know, are we get there, which, again, this is a very flawed analogy for this group. But, like, I wonder, There, the the comparison to that is there are other companies that are like, we're doing this thing, and they get to a certain size, and they're like, you know what, this feels good. We can we can ma- we can maintain this. We can, you know, we have a healthy community, a healthy company, and we pay our people well, and we do good work, and our customers like us, and we don't need to do any. We don't need to like add more products, or we don't need to expand or do anything else. It's like this is good. Like we're all making a good living off of this. And again, like it's not a good analogy. It's not a great analogy for for what we're doing here. But I just I wonder about like is there a version of that with with us, like how do we give up on growth at all costs or various forms of that and say, okay, how can we still be what we're chartered to be, which is, you know, it is it is not an insular focus. It is we're supposed to be blessing all the families of the earth. Like how can we do that in a non-growth focused way? I don't have any answers. That's just what's been kicking around in my head.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think that is a uh a way in which the um, the American church kind of gets caught up in that for sure of uh, we kind of come from this this, you know, capitalist mindset that that kind of overtakes everything and um and it is growth at all costs and and uh and um and seeing others, uh, doing good things as competition. Uh And, uh, and instead of, oh, they're doing good things and we're doing good things and, and we can, uh, be both doing good things and that's good. And, uh, and yeah, I I don't have anything other than, (laughs) yes, I think that's a good question. (laughs)
3: Well, I think maybe it comes from um, like going back to the belong thing, thinking that you need to belong to the set group, right? So that's what's like that's what's kind of the growth at all costs. Well, we need everybody to belong to us rather than recognizing that like uh like maybe we just need to make sure everyone is blessed and maybe making sure everyone is blessed is more focused on like some form of like acknowledging their goodness, their humanity, something like that, as opposed to being like, I want to make sure you are belonging. And in order to belong, you have to do X, Y, Z rather, rather than just being like, Oh, you're a human being who's good and I should bless you by loving you, which could look like a myriad of different things. Um, yeah, then it's no, then it's no longer this like zero sum game of like, we got to get everybody in. It's just like more like we're doing good. These people are doing good. Like that's just more goodness. It's not a competition.
0: All right, let's do the next the last one here. And that is to be still. What is the text calling you to pay attention to in yourself to more fully support this resistance and vision? Can I get one more reading volunteer?
2: Thanks, Ryan. In this way, through Jesus, what God had foretold through all the prophets, women and men alike, that God's Messiah would suffer, God has fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn around, that your sins may be wiped out, so that seasons of refreshing may come for the presence of the Most High, and that God may send the Messiah appointed for you all, Jesus, whom it is necessary that heaven receive until the time of the restoration of all things that God announced long ago through men and women, God's holy prophets. Indeed, Moses said, The Holy One your God will raise up for you all from your own kin a prophet like me. Heed the whole of whatever the prophet speaks to you all. It will be that everyone who does not listen to that prophet will be utterly rooted out of the people. And all the prophets, male and female, from Samuel and those after him, as many as have spoken, also proclaim these days, You are the daughters and sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God gave to your mothers and fathers, saying to Abraham, now in your descendants, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. First of all, when God raised up God's child, God sent him to you all to bless you all by turning each of you from your wicked ways.
0: Okay. We'll sit with it again. What is God? What is the text calling you to pay attention to in yourself? To more fully support this resistance and vision? All right. What are you hearing in yourself?
2: I don't know. This is very helpful at all, but, um, it's, what's bounced around in my head. Like what Val was saying about, um, like, you know, concepts around like breaking the cycle of trauma. Um, that feels really important. Um, and it's like something that I am like, I was talking to a friend about this last night. It's like, it's something I try to do for my kids as much as possible. Right. Um, But then uh, I was at this concert last night and this singer-songwriter, he got up and he was talking and he was like, you know, my goal in life is to, like, prevent as much pain as possible from my children. And if I'm successful in that, they'll turn into horrible people. Um, And it's just really complicated. That's all. Yes.
0: (laughs) I, all i'm
3: thinking about is like then the richard war roar falling upward right like i think I swear there's not like a nice clean delineation so it's so frustrating there's this like breaking the cycle of trauma is liberating and is good news breaking the cycle of trauma does not mean life is
4: always easy
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: very
4: <laughs> i embarrassingly have found myself recently just catching myself a lot being like but they you know like this the the sense of um you know, I don't, I, I just hear all this. It's like, um, you did this, and you did this, but all along God was doing this, um, mm-hmm. you know, and this was foretold, you know, in these times of refreshing. I, I think I feel like the text is really calling me to pay attention to, um there's always things to point at and to try to um I think say, but what about this? Or what about this time? Will this go well? Um, as we're kind of sitting with what changes for storyline mean for our family, like, um, you know, that we're reading in this text, like, you know, all these references to, um, you did this, but by faith, this man is now strong, you know, in Jesus name, healing has happened. Mm -hmm. Um, and this idea that God is restoring everything, like until the time comes for God to restore everything. Like I have to believe that a lot of that is already in process, that God is already at work restoring things. Um, you know, and that, and that maybe we sit in times of rest and refreshment and let God do what he's promised he'll do. Um, even when we feel like we could point out how a lot of people could do it better so that I don't have to sit with the fact that I could do it better if I just strived harder or figured it out better or could get more in line with God. Or, you know, like, I don't want that hardness and that guilt for myself Um to like, so sitting in this time of refreshment and let God restore things. That's really hard for me, but I feel like maybe God's wanting me to pay attention to it.
1: I think the thing that's, that's, uh, hitting me is just this, um, acknowledgement of the, uh, that there is good news and that, uh, um, and, and, you know, and we've, you know, we've talked about that. About, you know, I remember talking about that for and a long time in this space of what does good news mean for different people? And that means different things for different people and, and, um, being able to, um, uh, to have conversations with people and find understand the spaces in their heart and in their lives that are hurting, being able to say there's good news for that, that, that God, God provides uh something in that space and, and not in a, uh not in a competitive way, but just to, you know, uh I, I have a sense of good news in my life and I want you to have that sense of good news in, in your life as well. And, and um that there is hope um and yeah living out living that out what what that looks like
0: i feel some tension between that impulse of Looking at and going, okay, all of this whatever is happening in the world right now and wondering, okay, how is God working behind the scenes or through this or whatever and and there's there is there is a way to find hope there and go, okay, even though everything looks the way that it does, like that sometimes that's how God operates the tension between that. And on taking that to the extreme and going, I don't have to care about any of this stuff that's going on, because I know that God's got it all taken care of. So let it burn or whatever. Right? And that call to uh, and I and I think I think that part of that is that there is a call for participation in there somewhere. It's not super explicit in this text, except for that bit at the end about how like we're those descendants that are supposed to be blessing all the families of the earth. And there's a way that I, I see a line time that to that, that refreshment from the, from the beginning of the passage. Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's, that's the question I have is like, how can we, how can we find that hope so that we can keep going and also engage in a way that is helpful.
3: Well, sometimes I wonder if like uh, the, the participating, the blessing of people is not so much like the spiritual bypassing of God's got it. Everything will be fine in the end, but of uh, the acknowledgement of the pain, right. Or the acknowledgement of where they're at or the acknowledgement of, yeah, you were hurt and that wasn't okay. You know, I think there is something refreshing about being with someone in that space or having someone be with you when you're in that space.
2: Yeah.
1: I keep getting struck by this last uh, the last line of, uh, God, he, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. Like, like there is a sense of, of good and evil in the world. And I I think I can generally, because of the spaces that I'm in, the people I'm around, I'm like, Oh, people are generally good people, but there is evil. There are people who are choosing ways that, that aren't good. And, uh, and there is a call to turn from those. And so that, that's part of this, this tension as well for me of, um, of, uh, there are wicked, wicked things that people are choosing. There are things that people are choosing that are hurting other people. And so there is a call to, to, uh, say, no, that's not the, that's, that's not a, a good way to live life. Uh, but also, but so, but this, this, this other tension of God's in control. And so that's part of that, that tension for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there's also the tension of like,
3: uh, I can still have compassion and love someone and understand maybe why they did the thing that they did while still also saying, Hey, the thing that you did was not okay.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. That's a very difficult
1: yeah.
3: difficult tension.
0: Yeah. I, I get to practice that with my children a lot. Um, <laughs> so
2: many opportunities. Oh my
0: well, there there was one 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 the other day, Owen like hit Henry real good. And I went and got Owen, and he said, well, it's Henry's fault. (laughs) And I said, no, it's not. Like, he may have been annoying you or pestering you or asking for it, but you chose to do that. And that was your choice, and you should not have done that. That was wrong. If he was bugging you, there are other ways to handle that. Right. That was the conversation I got to have with him. And then separately I got to say, Henry, you could have avoided all of this. (laughs) It's not your fault that it happened, but you could have done something different. Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, so I kind of feel some of that, some of that similar tension in these conversations, yeah. but especially if like, yeah, I, I know why you did it, but you shouldn't have done it. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes I wonder if part of like our spiritual, spiritual journey is just learning how to regulate ourself in uh-huh. healthy ways mm-hmm. and understanding that, oh, I get why you did this, why you tried to regulate in that way. That makes sense. That's also not a great way to regulate. So (laughs) let's try something different next time. You know, like, Mm -hmm, like
1: there are consequences for the way that you've chosen to regulate yourself. Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) Mm Yeah. Yeah. This has been a really good discussion. I, every time when I come into this and I read the passage first, I'm just like, what are we going to talk about? (laughs) And it's always good. I love, yeah, this is, it is.